And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to the Success Story Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Clary. On this podcast, I have candid interviews with execs, celebrities, politicians, and other notable figures, all who have achieved success through both wins and losses, to learn more about their life, their ideas, and their insights. I sit down with leaders and mentors and unpack their story to help pass those lessons on to others through both experiences and tactical strategy for business professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Without further ado, another episode of the Success Story Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today uh, on the podcast. We have Vernon Davis, who, if you've been living under a rock and don't know, uh, he was a foot, American football NFL tight end. He played college football in Maryland, was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers uh, in 2006. In 2009, he led, co-led the NFL in touchdowns and receptions, whatever we'll just say led, and consequently earned uh, his first two career Pro Bowl selections. In 2011-2012, uh, he was playing with the 49ers. Um, he caught the game-winning touchdown pass from Alex Smith against the New Orleans Saints, uh, referred to uh, by fans and media as the catch three. And in 2015, he was traded to the Broncos, where he won Super Bowl 50 with the team. Um, and then he signed on to the Washington Redskins in 2016, where he played until his retirement uh, yep. in 2019, yep. last year. So thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you coming onto the podcast, and I'm excited to sort of you know unpack like your life your story what's next and all that yeah it's good to be here um i'm just right now i'm just working away just uh pretty much putting everything that i that i put into football into life after and i say that because it takes a lot of dedication hard work dedication planning to uh reach the heights of success that you plan for uh but i know that without that Nothing's possible, so I have to stay on top of it and keep going uh, at a good pace. Yeah, I feel you there because professional sports—it's—it's all—all-consuming. Like literally, your entire life, everything you live, breathe is—is is put into this. Sometimes, especially when you're you're first starting out and you're coming from you know like high school, then college ball. So, did you like when you when you started going into into you know obviously your career as a as a football player? What what was like the end goal or what did you have an end goal or was this something that you that you were like, you know, it's like you you jump and then you learn to fly on the way down and then you'll figure out what's next as it comes. Yeah, it's just one of those things you you just figure it out. You just go day by day. Well, I remember when I was in when I made it to the pros, I always said that I wanted to play seven years and I said I want to play 10 years. And when I got to 10 years, I just said, all right, I'm going to play until I can't till I until I feel like. I don't want to do it anymore. 
So that's that's one of the things that I find in life. If you, it's always good to plan, but your planning sometimes it it, it goes this way and that way. You have like uh, the the ebb and flows of of, yeah. of ideas and goals. It just takes you in so many different directions. And when guys come up to me and they when they don't have a plan, I just say, do what you feel that you that's that's necessary, and let it take you to places you've never imagined. I, I love that because I think that that's very important being like that flexible. Um, but like, like, why don't you, like, I just sort of ran through a, a pretty boilerplate, like, uh, you know, uh, um, quick little overview of like what you've done over your career. Like, give us a background, like for people that don't know, like, you know, walk through, um, like high school, uh, college, you know, your, your pro career. And then we can, then we can go into a little bit more of like what you're working on now to sort of tee it up. Okay. Yeah, sure. No problem. So when I walked into high school, I, I walked in, the first place I went was the, to the basketball coach and I wanted to try out. But when I walked in, they had these guys that were six, 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 seven. And here I am six, three. Um, I'm like, wow, this is, and these guys, they were really good. And I played basketball my entire life. So I was thinking to myself, I was like, ah, it's going to be a long shot for me. So uh, maybe I should try football. I feel like I'll have a, more of an advantage if I play, if I try football. So I walked into the office and I told coach, Hey, I want to try out. He's like, what do you want to play offense or defense? I said, offense. I want to do something where I can score touchdowns. So that year they were amazed by my speed, my strength and everything that I brought to the game. So I had college uh, recruits started to recruit me. Um, University of Maryland and Virginia were the first ones. So after that year, I just blew up. So when I looked at, by the time 11th grade rolled around, I was like, ah, wow, this is this must be the game for me. So maybe I should try this and just go with it. So I went with it. Then by the time I was a senior, I committed to the University of Maryland. And I knew from that point on that football was for me. So I started to put uh, become more dedicated and, and just put my heart and soul into it. So when I walked into college, I I tried out. No, they put me at wide receiver, and then I went to tight end. Yeah. And from there, I started to just go places because of the hard work, the dedication that I was putting in. It took me places I'd never imagined. Next thing you know, I was drafted to the San Francisco 49ers as the sixth pick in the draft. That's, you know, do you, when you're living that, um, because I think that uh, – Anybody that's gone pro, um, when they look back, they realize how crazy and how much dedication and effort they put into their career. But when you're living that and you're going from you know high school to college and then you're drafted uh, by the 49ers, do you realize um, how much effort and how much, I just guess, consistency it takes to make it at that? And, and the reason why I'm pointing that out is because that level of, of dedication that a professional athlete can show you can take like we can speak about it in a second like what you're working on now if you took that same dedication if most people took that same dedication that a, a professional athlete is required to take to be pro they would be successful at whatever they choose to be so when you were right. doing that was it like a like what drove you was it like a passion or was it just like you knew that this is the amount of work you had to do because it's an incredible amount of work for most people to get to that level yeah, i feel like you let your past uh, be the catalyst for what you're trying to do. For me, not having my mom and dad around really gave me that that spark that I needed to 
pursue everything that I wanted in my life, all the desires of my heart. I let that be be that point. And I've always I always went back there whenever I wanted something. But subconsciously, it was always on my mind. It was just it was something about it. I was just I was hurt. I was embarrassed. All of the above. Yeah. So all of that built up to me, made me gave me the, the steam that I needed to be where I am today. And I'm very thankful for it. But as a young guy, you have to learn how to channel those emotions. And that's what I did when I was in San Francisco. You probably remember or you or you may not. But head coach Mike Singletary sent me to the locker room because he said I wasn't the leader that I was expected to be. I need to be more for my team. I need to put my teammates first. And he was right. So once I learned how to channel those emotions, I was better for my teammates. I was better for the team and I was better for myself ultimately. So I started my career started to take off. And those are the those are the moments we live for. Life is nothing without them. So, yeah, if I go back in time, I have to really be thankful for um, everything that I went through in my past because it was definitely the catalyst. So, you know, the the situations that you that you use to sort of fuel are not easy. They're they're very tough situations that people have to deal with. And I think that um, people crumble with a lot less stress than the, than the stuff that you the, the stuff that you like went right. through growing up. So how did you, how did you effectively use that for good and not just let it, you know, just break you down and, and stop you from achieving anything? Because of people that, man, like people lose a job, God forbid they lose their parents, people lose a job, they can't go on, they can't, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you keep your head and, and, and sort of just keep going forward? Well, cause, because you'd have to know it, like I said, you, we talked about that end goal, you have to yeah. know what you want out of life, you know, and we find when we're doing, when you're seeking, when I'm not going to lie, my entire career, I've always had fear, I always had doubt, but you fight those things by replacing it with the joy, the, those yeah. joy, those joyful moments in your life, the joyful moments to come, you know, when we think about the things that we want and you're so, you have so much faith being sure what you hope for is certain what you do not see. You can you can feel that you can see it and you know it's going to come into fruition. It gives you the strength and the ability to just keep going even further, and that's what I would use. I would always go back to those joyful moments that I've had and the joyful moments to come, and it gives me keeps me in that place where I know I have to achieve this certain thing because if I don't, I won't see those moments to come, yeah. and the moments that I did have they'd be worthless. So I always kept it, kept it right there at the forefront. Um, that's good. And now that's what you're taking. Obviously you're taking the same, uh, the same mindset into what you're doing next. So I have no doubt you'll be successful. Um, but how did you know when it was, uh, I guess a point in your career where you were like, Hey, this is enough. Cause you mentioned the, the amount of years you want to put into playing football, but how did you know that this was enough? You know, I have what, like you had a Super Bowl, you had, uh, you had uh, two Pro Bowls, uh, 2013, you were second team All-Pro. Uh, you Again, 2009, uh, you were uh, leading the league in touchdowns, and then you were a consensus All-American in 2005. You have a whole bunch of these really great like accolades, resume under your belt. Um, how do you, when are you just like, uh, that's, that's good, next stage of my life. How do you make that call when you're sort of like, you know, you're killing it every single year? 
Because you can't be complacent. You can never be complacent in life. You, you have to always want more. And it's not a bad thing to want more. Wanting more, as long as you're humble about it and you're grounded and you keep your, your heart in a good place, then that's all that matters. But, but if you don't want more, then you don't want anything. You know, mm-hmm. I just can't stop just because um, I become the best broadcaster in the world. I should also want more from a broadcast yeah. perspective. Maybe I want to go do do something, uh, uh, achieve greater heights in the broadcasting yeah. casting world. Uh, maybe I want to go and be an actor. You know what I mean? You just can't stop here. You have to always have options. Never limit yourself to anything uh, because you never know. You know, always give yourself room to grow and the platform to reach heights you've never imagined. Like I said before. Now. See, I so that makes a ton of sense to me, and I, and I love that. And I think that's what you're saying is, is very smart. Um, when when you're at the level like that you're at, you know, you have some you have some notoriety and fame, uh, you have some successes. Uh, mm-hmm. Like what you're transitioning into now is this: are people throwing opportunities at you, and you're just figuring out like what to do next, or are you yourself like trying to go figure out like i want to go into film i want to go into entertainment what is the what does that actually look like for someone uh at your level yeah i mean people are throwing different things you have a lot of a ton of opportunities that come uh your way like for me since i've since i've been since i retired i announced my retirement i've had people come from every direction throwing this opportunity that opportunity but you really have to vet it just like you do in business you have to vet these opportunities out and make sure it's something that that really that um that you know that makes sense for you you know make sure the synergy is there um and if not you might you probably want to pass on it but i like to take my time and think about things i don't act on the moment just off of impulse um because you have to make sure you have to be really cognizant of what you're going into, what you're about to do. Yeah. And make sure it makes sense. Uh, use it, uh, take in the people that you have working for, working for you, like your manager, your agent, and yeah. let them look at it. You know, ask your friends and your buddies in, in the industry and see what they think about it. Just, yeah. you know, as long as you're inquiring and dissecting, I like to say, I like to look at myself as a detective. You know, detectives break things down right into the yeah. The answer, and that's what it is. You're just breaking things down, dissecting it, uh, getting all uh, pieces of information until you have it right here, and you can really see it. Right? It really looks. It's it's vivid. You can vividly see what's going on. And and then you can you can put yourself behind it. So what? So what? What are you working on? Let's let's speak about what we're like what you're working on now, and then I kind of want to understand like why you chose what you're what you're looking into. You know, post NFL career. Okay, uh, right now I'm working on um, um, a partnership with the studio in Fitzgerald, Atlanta. Uh, they have like 40 acres and they want to build, they're building out these, this massive studio where they have a, a hotel for uh, the cast and crew to stay at when, they, when, they, uh, when they're filming. Um, tons of uh, uh, real estate on the property as well, but they're already moving. Um, they brought me the opportunity to come in and, and join them. So I'm actually trying to formulate that deal as we speak. And then there's another film that I'm working on called A Message from Brianna, which is going to be pretty cool. It's a horror film. It's about a couple who moves into this house and now their baby is possessed by a spirit. <laughs> and now they have to 
They, yeah, now they have to figure out how to get rid of this 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 demon and their and their one year old, and um, continue to how to keep continue to work on their relationship in this situation. Would you know now their backs are against the wall? They have to figure it out. They bring in a pastor to help them. And life goes on. So it's I can't tell you the end of the story, but it's No, no, but they got they got all the yeah, best parts. They got a cool. scary ass kid. They got a family moving into a house they have no business yeah. moving into. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's really good. So and and like when you you know, when you think about this stuff, like where do you learn to go act? Or is it just something that you're throwing yourself into? Because that's tough too, because it's not like, you know, what you're you're used to. It's not your thing. So well, eventually it will be, but well, over time, uh, well, when I was but back in 20, I'd say 2013, I enrolled in a class at the Shelton Theater of Art in San Francisco, California. And I learned how some of the, the, the keys and the tools to acting, it was an improv class, but I learned a lot. And then from there, I started uh, making appearances on shows and, and finding different uh, short films and, and things of that nature. And then what happened between between now and the last three years, I started taking acting classes. Right now, that's all I've been doing. I, I take a I work with my coach three times a week. Right now, uh, we go over the the message from Brianna's script and we go over other material. But usually, when I get a script, I'll take it to my coach and we'll start breaking it down. Those um those things that you do behind the scenes, behind closed doors, working on scripts and working on the tools and techniques that you've been equipped with. That's what make you better. Just like in football, you you take the tools and and techniques that you learn. You continue to continuously work on them throughout every uh, on a weekly basis, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, you're you're getting better. You find yourself yeah. getting better and better and better. So you're just preparing yourself. It's the preparation, just like anything else. So that's where um, uh, the tools and technique come from. No, I, I like it, and I wanted to. I wanted to bring that out because I know. I know you're doing something. You're not a guy that just doesn't do anything to, and just jumps into something and hopes to be successful. You know that's not the way it is. And oh yeah. And, but I think that I think that a lot of people that not not just you know an athlete transition into acting, they just see the end result. They see the repeated success, right? They right. say, oh, this right. guy, you know, won a Super Bowl. Now he can go do a blockbuster, and they're like, oh, whatever, life's easy. But it's right. not when you unpack it. It, like life is never easy for anybody. It doesn't matter right. if you've won a Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe you have an agent that can get you, but you can still yeah. you can still suck yeah. if you don't put in the work. Exactly. So, but uh, yeah, that's I, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never I've never uh, I've never taken an acting class. It's so far from what I know. But uh, but good on you for doing that. And I think that uh, that's the way to transition. So. So what do you like when with this with this new movie? Is this like the direction that you want to go? Is that something like you you think you're gonna enjoy or? Yeah, I think I'm gonna enjoy. It. I just finished my lead role in a film. Uh, we finished shooting two months ago in Denver. Yeah, a film called Red Winter. I was the lead character character playing a uh, a guy named Daniel, and my significant other was Carla. So Red Winter is about two couples who go on a, re- a snowmobile retreat to work on their relationship. Once they arrive, they find that they're, once they get with the group, they find that their tour guide is missing. They witness him being murdered. Now they have to run from the bad guys. Not only is Daniel working on his relationship with Carla, but he also has to stay alive, keep her safe, and he has to prove her dad wrong. Her dad thinks that he's a no good guy for his daughter. He's no good for his daughter. (laughs) So at the end of the movie, you'll see that Daniel has fought so much to 
not only win Carla, but to prove her dad wrong and stay alive along this journey. So that's going to be a great one. Can't wait for you to see it. I feel like I, I put my best foot forward in that, in that film. I made great choices. I uh, can't wait for people to see my performance. No, that's good. And how do you choose? Like, how do you choose uh, a movie that you want to get behind? Like, you know, like what's, what's your thing that sort of gets you excited about this? Well, if I read the script, after reading the script and I, if I love it and I'm like, wow, this is great. Usually after reading so many scripts over time, you just, you know what sounds good and what doesn't. It, and it has to, if it, it, it would make sense for it to relate to your life. Does this, does this story relate to my life? Can I see myself in as this character? You know, how, how can I make great choices being this character? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what it's about. And when I say choices, a lot of people probably don't know what I mean by choice. Choices is being confident in and what you're pursuing, right? If you're if you want to be um, your your need, your wants, like what you want from this character, make a decision on what you want based on each scene and go after it, and, and make great choices on your responses. You know that that's that's what making great choices mean. Uh, just being confident in your work and, and what you want from the character. Cause it's about, and every, every scene is all about, and every, every, um, every film is all about what that character wants, uh, knowing what's at stake. Um, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash Clary. That's netsuite.com slash Clary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate 
on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text 
success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Going after it, you know, having that objective, that overall objective, and then each scene going after that overall objective, because it all adds up to that overall objective based on what you're going after in that scene. Do you feel like when you um, when you take on uh, a role in acting, if you don't if you don't believe if you don't believe in the story, do you, and I know you're going to say like, well, actors can act, but do you the way you're describing it, it's it almost like if you don't believe in the story itself, it's hard to actually commit to doing like a good performance. Is that is that something you'd say is accurate? I would say so. You, you have to know what's you have to you have to really. Um, know that you can break this script down and build on it. You can create your backstory. Yeah. Uh, backstory is everything that happens before the script even starts. Like that's something you come up with. You, you, the, the script doesn't, the script can give it to you after you read the script and you find clues. Like you're, like I said, being a detective, you find those clues yeah. that you need to create your backstory and then you create it. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting, man. Just the, just the journey that you take, take in, and breaking down the script and playing that character in the movie is, I mean, you go back to your substitutions and you use real life situations that you've been through, that you've encountered throughout your life and yeah. you add it to the text. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, I think it's uh pretty neat, pretty cool. And do you think like, are you, are you like, uh, are, obviously you've done one, you're doing another, like you're feeling, is this going to be like, like do you think Vernon Davis is going to be, synonymous with actor is that like the end goal or like what do you what do you hope what do you want to get out of this well i know life is totally unexpected so i'm just gonna yeah. i'm just gonna put my best foot forward i'm gonna put everything i can into uh creating really uh the craft right yeah and see what happens i'm going to explore the craft and let everything else take me where it wants yeah. to take me. you know and just uh, go with the flow and I got I got two other things when I was looking on your website. Um, it's a beautiful, beautifully done website. But there was two other points that I saw. I saw uh, Vernon Davis, the artist, and I want to know yeah. what that's about um, because I can't draw anything to save my life. And uh-huh. then uh, you know Vernon Davis, a philanthropist, and I guess like what do you what do you care about? What causes are important to you and why? But what it, what's what's up with the Vernon Davis, the artist? So what are you doing? Um, what what is that? Is that a hobby? Is that something that you're passionate about well i i see it's what i'm doing now the acting oh acting. that is the, okay uh, not not art as in like like painting art as in like acting. Yeah, so, so when i was in college i i changed my major from criminal justice to art studio not knowing where i was going i just did it i, I felt like i wanted to do it so i did it. i changed it became an artist when i arrived in san francisco i opened up an art gallery in san oh, jose okay. california yeah where yeah. we would use local artists uh, to display their art, their work. I had a curator yeah. and the proceeds, 50, 50, 40% of the proceeds would go back to the artist. 60% would go to the Vernon Davis Foundation for the Arts. So that's where the art came from. It came from my college days. And then I implemented that throughout my career of playing football. Um, recently, well, last three years, between now and the last three years, I had been focusing on everything. I switched yeah. my the focus of my foundation on um, home, helping homelessness, uh, uh, um, focusing on the importance of reading, you name it. And I wanted to do that because I felt like that's where my life was taking me. 
you know, when it yeah. comes from, to phil- uh, philanthropy, that's what I love. I love helping people. So I just can't focus on now I can focus on arts. I can focus on homelessness. I can focus on on uh, literacy. I can do it all. And that's what the meaning of my foundation is. That's what it stands for. Um, you name it. I'm there to help yeah. get back, raise money for it. Yep. Whoever needs it. No. And, yeah. and, and this is something that I've always noticed. And I want your take on this because, you know, okay, this is what's up. You're doing, you were pro footballer. Uh, you're now starring in, in blockbusters. Uh, you had an art gallery and you're in philanthropy. Why is it that people um, that seem to be successful can take on literally everything and they're never busy? Because we talked about being uh, becoming complacent. I'm yeah. never complacent. I, want, I always want more. It makes me, I, I feel like I, I can really... I thrive off of more, off of doing, you know what I mean? Now, and I take time for myself. A lot of people might say, well, how are you so busy? You're doing this, you're doing that. But you know, I focus on my breathing. I know what I want in life. I take my time. I, I'm, I'm moving slow. I'm not moving fast. And I prioritize. I have three kids. I have a family. And I know what comes first. My, you know, my, my thing is always God, family, and whatever I'm focused on, right? Yeah. And... That's my process. That's how I, that's what I believe in. That's what I pursue. And I just take it one day at a time and move yeah. slow. Good. And, and for, for philanthropy, what, what are you, what are you working on now um, for the Vernon Davis foundation? What's like your, your cause of, of, uh, I don't know, the, the moment is not probably not the best way to say it, but whatever, <laughs> whatever is top of mind right now for you. Oh man, this is great timing because I just partnered with a, a, an Indian cuisine group called Rasa, the restaurant, uh, a trending restaurant out of Washington, D.C., pretty cool, very modern. Their food is extremely flavorful. I mean, if you think of Indian food, you think of just like maybe mundane um, hand food, just like yeah, 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 yeah. really spicy. But no, this is not it. It's more of like the kavas and um, the, the chipotles, that kind yeah. of fast, casual really flavorful, very good. I mean, when I tried it for the first time, I was like, wow, this is incredible. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I make it, I, I went, well, before the pandemic, I was making a stop at Ross and not just because um, I know the guys, but because the food is really amazing. I recommend if you're ever in Washington, DC, please try it. But I'm partnering with Rasa. The Vernon Davis Foundation is partnering with Rasa. We are raising funds for medical workers and kids who need our help. It's very important that we do this because we know how important it is to give back to those who are on the front line. They're risking their lives to save lives. And it's only right that we come out and we help. All we're doing is raising funds and people have a chance to contribute five dollars. That five dollars will cover one meal. Yeah. And if you basically if you if you donate ten dollars, you're covering two meals. Right. So we're asking people to to jump on. help support the mission, give back and help save lives. Is that, that's, it's, it's, it's a beautiful initiative. Is that in relation to the pandemic or just because it was something that you were already working on? No, it's something that just came up because of the pandemic. Um, I'm always thinking uh, Rasa, I got with Rasa and we, we decided to come up with this idea because I mean, they're cooking all the food. They're doing a lot of the work. And these guys, the reason why, 
another reason why I wanted to work with them, not just because the food was good, but because of what they stood for. Right. When when we sat down, they talked to me um, about like what they wanted to do from a philanthropic standpoint. And not only did I am I an investor in the group with the group. I'm also a partner when it comes to philanthropy. Right. And the synergies there. That's what I like. I like I, there's nothing like working with people who have the same synergy that you have, yeah. who believe in the same things that you believe in. And that's what caught my attention. I said, these are honest, straightforward, transparent guys who not only want to do well in business, but they also want to help others. And I knew what I was getting into. So when we sat down and had this call about um, raising funds so that we can feed the medical workers and kids who need our help yeah. within the District of Columbia area, um, I already knew that that was coming. I knew something was coming. I knew we were going to think on the same wavelength. And here we are about to make this thing happen. I mean, everything's in place. Everything's ready. All we have to do is raise the funds. And 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 we're fortunate enough to have our first donor donate $10,000. Oh, good job. Congratulations. Foundation's donating some funds. I'm donating funds uh, towards the cause. So... I mean, we're looking pretty good. We're ready to go, man. Yeah, I think I think it's important because I, you know, like I mentioned before we started chatting, I'm in Toronto and, and yeah, it's tough for everybody, but yeah. I see a lot of people in the States, a lot of medical workers, a lot, like everyone's having a real tough time. Like, you know, the, it's, I'm not sure what DC is like, um, but I do know, like, if you look at like the New Yorks and whatnot, like you're getting hit yeah. really hard right now. So yeah, we have to do as much as we can, man. Uh, every penny counts. Every person who contributes, it counts. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you never know, man. It's, I mean, this world is so big. I mean, it's enormous. I mean, so it's there's there's people everywhere that need help, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's beautiful that, and I think it's nice that you realize that because um, obviously, you know, you had a great career. You're in the position to help people. Um, but at the same time, like you're opening it up so that, you built a vehicle that, you know, you don't have to be a multimillionaire to be able to help. $5 is not a lot of money. Um, and also the fact that this restaurant, who's, who you're partnering with, like restaurants are already hard hit. Like it's good on them to take this on now because they have the means, they have the capability, but like restaurants are not having an easy time um, <laughs> during coronavirus. Like those are probably the ones that are probably hit the hardest. So, you know, that's very impressive on them. Yeah. 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 No. Um, I appreciate that, man. That, that really tees up like what you're working on now. Um, and that's really what I want to unpack. And I, and I like that. I like the transition. I like that. Um, I like that you're sort of taking the, that same, like, you know, like put everything into it attitude that you had that brought you success in the NFL. You're putting it into the philanthropy and it's not meant to be like a, you know, like a super promotional podcast about you know like what you're working on now but i i believe that people can learn out a lot when they when they understand that things don't come easy for anybody and they have to put more of themselves into it to get more out and i don't think people enough people put in the work and they complain about not getting the results and like you know like a, a thing you're taking like that's like three times a week whatever maybe more acting classes to be a successful actor. This is not like you're just jumping into it and like everything, you know, you've mentioned, you have like the steps and you have the process. Um, one thing that I like to do to that sort of, I guess, uh, tee these up, close these up, you just get some like, like the very high level, like life 
life lesson questions from you. Um, there, I like to bring out, you know, like the insights from the best and people that have made it. So one question I like to ask is if you could tell your younger self something, um, like one lesson, what would that be? If I could tell, my, tell myself one, one lesson, what would, that, yeah. what would that be? Um, my young self. Your younger self, yeah. Something that would like get you, um, it could be business. Read. Yeah. Read. Reading. Do you feel Read like. And what? listen. Read and listen. I would tell my younger self to read and listen, get a jump on it, read more. Of course, you you read, you know, you have to read in order to make graduate from high school and all that stuff. But but reading more, putting the same effort that I put into football into reading and listening. I would have told my younger self that. That's good. And that's it's simple, but it's something that still not a lot of people do. And, you know, mm -hmm. how many people just watch TV and they're not consuming. Uh, and I'm 100 percent on board. I, I feel the same way. Um, I think that if you're not reading, you're not growing. If you're not learning, it doesn't. And to to give a little context, it doesn't have to be like physically a book. It could be like a, an audible. It can be like it could be podcasts. There's like you know, there's ways to consume that don't require. But also, just reading is good. But um, and where do you like? If you're who are your mentors? Who are your people that you look up to that you think other people can learn from? Well, I have a guy named Anthony Hirschman who I dealt with over the last seven years. He's been my mentor. He's been not only my visualization coach, but man, he's been everything. He's been everything for me. He's been that go-to guy that I could always go to when I needed some help, some clarity on life. And just whenever I started to doubt myself or because you doubt yourself, your mind, every morning that we wake up, the first thing our mind do is harbor uh, self-pity, hatred, doubt, fear. That's that's what it searches for automatically. That's why we have to, that's why it's important. That's why I say it's imperative for us to to read and enlighten ourselves, educate ourselves and and be surrounded by positive people and positive uh, creativity in general, because that's what we need. It blocks out all of that fear and doubt that we had. It just mitigates it. It, it, it makes it um, smaller, decreases yeah. the amount that we take in. You know what I mean? So, um, that's why I've always done that. That's why I've been big on visualization and just retaining information as much as I possibly could. Good information. No, it's good. And and it's like, is that somebody that other people can learn from? I, I don't know. I don't know him that well. So is that somebody that other people can learn from or is that like yeah. something that's just more for you? Yeah, no, he's awesome. Anybody, anyone can learn from him. He's, he's okay. that much. He's that great. I mean, if you told him he was dying tomorrow, he'd probably tell you that he's living. He, he, he'd smile and be like, <laughs> no, I'm living. Even if he was dying, he'd tell you that. He's just super optimistic, great energy, great character, very enthusiastic. Awesome. That's very important. Um, is there anything I, I, I'm going to I'm just going to ask where people can like, you know, reach you or whatnot. But is there anything that we didn't chat about that you wanted to bring up? Um, I, I, uh, no, well, well, there's a there's a there's another group that I partner with called Pathwater, okay. which is right here. Pathwater. Okay. Pathwater's mission is amazing, right? Their mission is to mitigate single-use plastic water bottles because of everything that's going on with the ocean. Uh, all of the animal, uh, the creatures that are dying under under the waters. Um, that's where they come in at. I, I mean, people don't have really have an opportunity to see it, but if you can go see what's happening in the ocean with all the plastic polluting our environment, it's 
outrageous. I mean, if you could just see it firsthand. So that's where they come in to mitigate the plastic. And they're doing a great job, a wonderful job. They've just taken over um, San Francisco Airport, mm-hmm. which is amazing. You go in San Francisco, you'll see nothing but path water. Uh, they just came out with their alkaline, 9.5 pH alkaline water, also sparkling water. So, I mean, they're killing it, especially they have a they have a huge presence on the West Coast. And... I'm all about helping. I'm all about saving the world, uh, making the world a better place. And that's why I jumped on with Pathwater because of their mission and what they stand for. So if you don't know about them, check them out. We're not encouraging you to buy the water. We're encouraging you to refill uh, instead of landfilling, uh, which is uh, imperative. So. Yeah, no, you know what I, I, you know, just a point, like I, I like that everything that you, that you promote like there's like there's a story that you're passionate about like you know like when you're telling me i'm not you know we already went into but when you're telling me that um like when you do your research like, like you act detective and you do your due diligence and you do, you know you, un, uh, you look under the hood you aren't you aren't bullshitting like you 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 know you really you really do have a a reason to care about this the stuff mm-hmm. that you stand behind and i like that a lot you know it's not just a like a a, a you're shilling a product it's like it's a product that actually matters something you care about and something that we all we should all care about but uh no i i I respect that a lot because a lot of people just stand behind products they don't care about and i think that that's Mm -hmm. not a good thing right especially if you have influence it's not a good thing to do yeah uh, yeah yeah. no absolutely of course if you're building a business is i mean you want to make sure you're it's it's profitable of course right but but what about a mission with if if you're going to do it if it's going to be profitable why not help something or, or or make a difference in the world? Yeah. Also, in an effort to being profitable, you know, you know what I mean. It's just, yeah. you know, that's what I, that's what I like, man. That's what I like. It's awesome. Yeah. No respect. Um. Uh. How do people uh get in touch with you? Reach out to you. Check out what you're working on now if they want to. Uh. What's yeah, the best way? I have a YouTube channel I just created, which is cool. I create. I've been creating these funny skits. Um, I have skits on there and I have, I'm, I really want to focus on, uh, skits, um, acting, um, and fitness, health and fitness on this YouTube channel. I'll give it to you all, man. A lot of the stuff that I do on a daily basis, stuff that I believe in, that I focus on and yeah. just sharing some of these skits with people and just going on a journey, man, um, of what I believe in, what I do. And, and hopefully, uh, this can really inspire people from, the different sectors that I have on there um, and just, just giving it to them, just giving it to them, showing them them that I'm, I'm a real person. I'm organic. I'm transparent. This is what I love to do. And just giving them yeah. that raw, just part of me. You know what I mean? And they can also yeah, follow me. Vernon Davis 85. What's um, and that's the, that's the YouTube Vernon Davis 85. Uh, it's just Vernon Davis. Uh, you can just find me. It's just Vernon Davis on YouTube. But okay. my Twitter and Instagram handle is Vernon Davis eighty five. Yeah, no, I I was looking on your on your Twitter before, and I saw one for like uh, home workout tips, and I'm gonna have to check that out because, man, we're, I'm I'm uh, I need to go to the gym and like and like now I'm stuck in my condo because of because uh, of the pandemic. So I think that stuff's useful. Um, that's all I got, man. I appreciate the chat though. That was really yeah. Good. No, thank you. I appreciate it. It was it was great. Thanks for having me. That's all for today. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Success Story Podcast. You can download or stream this podcast wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes, Spotify, 
Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and many others. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, and peers. Please leave us a rating on iTunes. It takes about 30 seconds as it allows other people to find our podcast and lets our amazing guests reach even more people with their message. And remember, any rating is fine as long as it contains five stars. I'm Scott Clary from the Success Story Podcast, signing off. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. 
it's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeletemecom slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 